Next on BYUSN, Cougar basketball leaps up in the latest bracketology. Can they continue the climb? And today marks the beginning of spring football. What are we watching for? Eric Mika joins us to break down the Kansas win. Was it better than beating number one Gonzaga in 2017? And Cougar baseball's home opener is this afternoon against Gonzaga. Luke Anderson's in studio to preview the matchup. Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, February 29th in a leap year. I am Spencer Linton. He is a man who appreciates a leap year birthday more than most, and just leap year day in general, Jerem Jordan. If it's like, hey, free baseball, if it's extra innings, this is like a free day yes. for everybody. Uh, because it's leap day, here's some of the greatest leaps in BYU history off the top of the dome this morning from our production meeting. Of course, you have to lead with Taysom Hill against Texas. Yeah. The, the leap, the hurdle. Whoop! Mike Hall against Air Force. Oh, man. Just throwing down. Oh, it, oh. how many angles we got? Five? Let's go. Every angle possible. I love it. We secured the melt from this game, clearly. Oh, <laughs> oh we're, uh, we're, we're going back to it. Uh, Mike Hall versus Air Force was amazing. That's like a teeth-grinding, incredible dunk. Just down the line. Oh! Okay, Kyle Morrell, leap oh. versus Hawaii. Just all over Nick Welch. Nick Welch still feeling that one. Nick who? Kyle Morrell diving over, amazing. Yoli Childs against Utah. Oh, man. Oh, that was a good one, too. Just leaping. Oh, just throwing down. <laughs> that, was, that was for every Cougar fan <laughs> ever on Utah. And then uh, Sierra Tidwell Alphin set the high jump record at BYU earlier this year. Yeah, so this, this, this. this. This is a leap. Yes. So those are some of the great leaps. With the Fosbury flop in play. Yeah, you have to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say Fosbury Flop. No, Fosbury Flop. Fosbury Flop. Like a little nasal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, happy leap day. That's that a fun recap of some great leaps. All right, great show. We'll see you, everybody. Thanks. See you, Jerem. Our work is done Thanks here. For, Thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah. That's all I could contribute <laughs> I'll just, today. I'll just finish the show by myself today. Oh, oh you want to you leap I'm back in? I'm told yeah. I've got to stay here. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. uh, how about this? All leap and shout. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for what's trending. <laughs> Feel this coming today at shoot around. Jackson Robinson, Dallin Hall, Noah Waterman, everybody contributed a gutsy, gutsy comeback and performance. Obviously, he's a really good defender, especially inside. So um, I saw he gave me a little bit of space and shoot it with confidence and live with the results. Switched out of Hall, steps back. Oh, the leap year day references are thick today. I'm entitled to at least I thought one they were over. At least one awful one, so that's out of the Finger way. Boy. Maybe a second is in store, but uh, in keeping with the theme of the day, following that Kansas win, no kidding, BYU leaps two seed lines in the latest bracketology, according to Joe Lenardi, from a seven seed to a five seed. One win. Granted, it was at Kansas against the number seven team in the country in the most historic venue in all of college basketball. But they jumped two spots. So, Jerem, how much higher can BYU potentially leap? Blue goggles on and off. We'll discuss all can of it. Can you take me higher? Like I may, hope. Maybe a four. If BYU wins at Iowa State, Spence, yeah. and then gets to, like, Friday in the semis of the Big 12 tournament, I could see a scenario where they add a couple more quad ones. Now, you certainly um, need Kansas to stumble a little bit uh, to, to get a better seed and have better opportunity in Big 12, it feels like. They play Baylor and Houston still in two of the last three. So there's an opportunity. Houston on the road. Like, road Kansas stinks. 
in the Big 12. They've lost five times on the road. Um, BYU could finish 11 and 7 and be like top five seed, and then you give yourself maybe an even better chance to get to uh, Friday. So winning out seems like a lot I in know. conference. Like, like winning at Iowa State is actually harder. It's than tougher than Kansas. Beating Kansas, like they they gave up 45 points last night. By the way, last night to Oklahoma. I know. 45. They're amazing. So I'm thinking like a five seed would be realistically like the top end. That would be amazing. I'm thinking BYU gets a five or six. I don't think BYU slides to a seven at this point. Um, but if BYU is a five seed, Spence, there have only been four times BYU's ever been a five seed or better yep. in BYU history. Let's go over it. 2011, 1980. That was, the, that was Danny Age Jr. And both of those years, they went to the Sweet 16. No, 80 was the year before. Oh, uh, 81. 88. And 79. Okay. So basically, if you had Danny Ainge, you were getting a 3, 4, or 5 seed. The irony is that his senior, 81, they were a 6. And, and that's then when they, they made, went to they, the Elite They made the run as a 6 seed. So 3 seed, uh, you know. Basically, you needed the National Player of the Year or the future National Player of the Year to get a 3, 4, or 5 seed. This would be the first time BYU does that without a National Player of the Year. Breaking news, Jackson Robinson not going to win the Naismith. But um, I, I think a 5 seed is kind of the ceiling. And that's where Lenardi has BYU this morning, which is incredible, as of last night, which is incredible. Can BYU beat TCU? It's okay to lose at Iowa State, beat Oklahoma State, and then win a game in the tourney? Five seed feels yes. like that could happen. Here's the good news. That is the maintenance project, and the maintenance is not like, hey, hang on to a six seed. It's now hang on to a five seed. If BYU holds serve, if they hold serve on their home yeah. floor and win the final two, and then win one game, one game, in Kansas City, they'll be a five seed because you would think like, okay, the two losses would be at Iowa State and then whoever BYU would face in the quarterfinals, which would probably be Houston, Iowa State, or Kansas, maybe Baylor. Like they, they have a huge task yeah. if you get to Thursday in Kansas City. The quarterfinals are like a, a second round or Sweet 16 NCAA it, tournament. It, no, a sweet, it's a Sweet 16 matchup. The semifinal, like an Elite Eight game. Yes. And frankly, the final, if you're playing Houston or Iowa State at this point, you're dealing with a national like championship a final contender. four game. It's crazy. Holy crap. So, yeah, the maintenance project is just hold serve on your home floor and then try and win one in Kansas City. I think if BYU finishes 10 and 8, and then even if they lose a closely contested game on Wednesday in Kansas City, there's still a chance depending on how all the other teams shake out because BYU's resume will be so good. Like, it's not like BYU's going to play some terrible team on Wednesday. It might be Oklahoma or Texas. It'll be a quad one or two game. Yeah. So if unless, you, you're play, unless you slide and you're playing one of the 11 through 14 teams, then that could be quad two or three. If you lose that game on Wednesday against what's going to be a good Big 12 team, yep. Yeah, maybe you slide down to a six seed, but you finish 10 and 8 in the regular well, season. Not. And your metrics are not going to change all that much based on losing a game in the Big 12 tournament. Your metrics are incredible, Spencer. I know. This is what I'm They're saying. Like, it doesn't. I'm telling you, it does not. Maybe it doesn't matter if you win a game in Kansas City if you finish 10 and 8 in the regular season. It would just be nice if. I don't think BYU's sliding down to where they're going to play one of those 11 through 14 because you wouldn't want to lose that kind of game. But if BYU can be a 5, 6, or 7 seed in the Big 12 tournament and win a game, you got a quality win. Um, and then you're walking into Thursday in the quarters, and if you win that, oh, baby, you're, yeah, you, you a 5 at least. If you keep winning, maybe you can slide up to a 4, but 
Probably not. There's a real possibility that BYU could have a better seed in the NCAA tournament than they will in Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament. Yes. Like, it feels like, yes. that. It feels like that BYU's pacing yes. for that. Like, the Cougars are probably going to be the six or the seven seed in Kansas City. But a five in but the But a five seed in the NCAA tournament. That has never happened. It's unbelievable. There's no way in the Mountain West days that BYU was like a four <laughs> seed going into wherever the tourney or whack was. Yes. And then was higher than that. Maybe it happened once or twice. That's like wild, right? That's, but I doubt it. It's wild. That's crazy. But BYU's 10 in net. Like, after all of this, there are three regular season games, and BYU is 10 in net. I know. We're, okay, so we're Such a great spot. I'm going to address real quickly, like, the opposite ends of the spectrum. We've talked about where we feel like BYU is going to end up in the middle, right? We think that they're going to win we'll both probably games. probably be that, the – the six, what, or the six or the seven seed in the Big 12 tournament. The high end is you get up to like the four seed, five seed in the Big 12 tournament. Sure. You you go to the title game, you challenge, you win it. Like that's the high end. Yes. The low end is oh you it, lose to TCU. Let's you, talk about it. And you go nine and nine. Yeah. Like I I do. BYU's not. They haven't all year. Why would I think all of a sudden they're gonna they're gonna have a three game losing streak to finish the season? They're not going to. They're gonna win one of those yes. three at least. Yeah, I, I and guarantee it. And it better be Oklahoma State at a minimum. Okay. Nine and nine is the worst possible scenario for BYU in the regular season. And then if you're nine and nine, there's a chance you could be the seventh seed in Kansas City and you're in that 7-10 game, which whatever. You're playing Kansas State, you're playing Oklahoma, you're playing Texas. Oklahoma in the 10? I know. The 10th, that's the team that it beat could you be, by 16? It could be ah. the case. Yeah. That could be the case. That feels to me like the worst possible scenario which is not that bad. No, it's not. It's, that it's crazy. Okay, so best case, BYU would have to do something extraordinary. Yes. And by extraordinary, I mean they either have to win at Hilton against Iowa State. We can't ask for at Kansas and Iowa State. Okay. Too much. No. It's getting greedy. <laughs> we, no. Deal no or one. no deal. Oh, no, we've taken the deal. Like, <laughs> BYU can't have the two best wins of anybody in the league okay. on the road. What? So you would have to do something extraordinary, which, yeah. which is either win at Iowa State or you get to Friday in Kansas City at the Big 12 tournament. What's more likely? I feel like getting to Friday is more likely. I do too. Yes. Because you don't have to win at Iowa State. It's a neutral site, and, I, like, it dude. depends on matchups and how, like, there dude. could be a weird upset. Maybe BYU is granted, like, oh, okay, like, they, they have a favorable matchup in Kansas City of sorts. Not that anything's favorable. Nothing would be favorable. <laughs> well, okay, it, honestly, looking at the bracket, if you're a six, you play the 11 or the 14. That's a better Wednesday matchup than it is being uh, – Which right now oh, that would be, correct me if I'm wrong, either UCF or West Virginia. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be UCF or West Virginia. You take you on go. the winner yeah. of those games. You, you're you 3-0 combined against those teams. So you like that, but UCF, those were tough games. No question. West Virginia, that wasn't a tough game, but I wouldn't just assume that you can replicate that uh, on a neutral side, even though you did it on the road. Logic would say, well, yeah, why not? If you're a six, you get those two teams. If you're a five, you get the 12-13. Would you rather have Cincinnati or Oklahoma State? You lost to both of those teams. Which is crazy. I don't, I don't like that. Um, if you were the seven, uh, you play uh, the ten. Like Kansas you said. So State. the ten would be Kansas State, who uh, you, know, you split with. So the best case scenario is, is probably you actually end up with the six. Then you play the three. Playing the three... I don't want to play the one or two, obviously. Houston or uh, kind of Iowa State right now. I would not want to play one of those two on Thursday. On Friday, sure. But on Thursday, no. So 
e either way, it's going to be fun and more fun than any conference tournament Man. BYU's ever participated. If BYU does something extraordinary, they win at Hilton or they win two games in Kansas City, or they, sorry, they get to Friday in Kansas City, then they're going to be a four seed. Like that, that's what would, it would require for BYU to be a four things. seed in the NCAA tournament. Like you have Probably to Probably need a little bit of movement around BYU too. I can't talk in a vacuum about BYU exclusively in that way, but I'll take a five right now. I'll take a five right now. Absolutely. In Salt Lake City, please. In Salt Lake City. I'll take it anywhere. I don't know. Salt Lake. I'll take it. We'll have time to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Topic two. Spring football begins today. Wait, what? Oh, football. February football. Yo, we're in baseball uh, uniforms, but here we go. Spring football begins today. Besides the QB battle, what are your biggest areas of interest? Oh, man. This is like a – this is such a juicy topic because like, – Oh, we have till 11. Football just 10, shows 10, up 10. out of nowhere amidst all this basketball awesomeness. Oh, hey. It's look like, at, look oh, yeah. Here. Look over here. And there is a quarterback battle, which is just wild. Hey, for me, like the, the – probably after the quarterbacks, it's, okay, the notables coming back. Like, how is Ben Bywater? Like, can we get an update on that guy? Because he's going to be the leader of the linebacker corps. He posted from IG a day ago in Mexico, by the way. So maybe he's not with BYU in spring football. Is or he around? That was we'll post-dated. I don't know. Like, Could what, have been, but. What's the deal be with weird. Ben Bywater? Yeah. I want to find out, like, about that whole story arc. Okay, you were gone. You were headed to the NFL. What happened? Yep. And now when are you going to be healthy? When are you going to be fully integrated? Like, how are you feeling? That yep. to me, because he feels like the captain of the defense to me. Like, that, that Ben Bywater coming back is a huge deal for BYU. And then who the heck is Jay Hill going to start at safety, Jerem? Like, what's the status of Micah Mike Harper? Harper. Right? Micah's working out in the uh, videos they're posting, awesome. at least. Okay. Love to see Micah. How, yeah. how is his health? Because yeah. he's another guy that is a, quote-unquote, captain of the defense. Yeah. These two guys coming off season-ending injuries. We're watching Jacob Robinson run into the end zone on a pick six against Cincinnati. Dude. He's a notable returnee, right? Jacob got some new ink, by the way. It looks great. Check it out. All right. Yeah. So those, that's probably where my biggest question mark is. Like, we got some notable guys coming back, but they've been injured. So how are those guys, and when do we expect them to, like, be integrated back in 100%? Today's the day where we find out, oh, so-and-so got surgery. Yeah. And they're out for spring yes. as well. Like, it's, it's all about injuries and who's even available. Like, Ethan Erickson's in a boot at tight end. He's not playing, right? Okay, first one outside of a quarterback battle. Who's RB2? Okay. LJ Martin's RB1. Is it Miles Davis? Who is it? Hinkley Ropati. Another injury guy. Hinkley. Hinkley coming. Like, is he participating fully because he missed the entire season, right? Um, Aaron Roderick in a Des News article previewing spring uh, really highlighted Pokai Haunga. Okay. I don't know much about Pokai. Freshman uh, who gray shirted last year. Gray shirt means you don't take enough credits to start your clock, right? You take sub 12, I think. Um, but, yeah, he's from Timview. Let's see what he's got. Who fills up the two deep on the O-line? Who are the other guys, right? Oh, Joe Brown, Lone Peak, back from Michigan. Because BYU's got four guys back that have notable starts. Yeah, you would assume that those guys are probably incumbent starters as yeah. of spring, right, obviously. But who else? Okay, uh, Danny Saile, who's going by Tui, by the way. His dad wants everyone to call him Tui. So we're calling Tui him Tui. Sa Saile. Is he the real deal? Deal. The real deal. Okay. At defensive tackle. I want to see this guy okay. that we talked about on signing day. Jack Kelly. Is he fitting in as one of the dudes? Okay. Is he one of the guys? Because that dude in the weight room is the guy, He's, apparently. he's a big man, for who, sure. And who are the other linebackers? We saw some young guys get some run last year. Ciala Sarah, another injury guy. Don't, don't, he's not going to be uh, available in spring, okay. my understanding. 
Is Harrison Taggart there? Isaiah Glasker, Ace and Micah Kafusi. Like, who else is in the mix at, at backer? Is Keanu Hill a baller at tight end? Like, is he what we're Austin Collie was we're talking hearing about? hearing great things. Is he going to be a baller? Um, and then, is the defense better in year two? What? There's certain, I'm asking questions that I want to know for the season. <laughs> We're not going to know hardly any of these after spring. You have a lot of questions. <laughs> you know me. I have a lot of questions about a lot of things. Yes, yes you do. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited, uh, you know, for spring. I've, I've joked that it's the third most popular sport at BYU. Uh, football, men's basketball, and then spring football. But we, we love ourselves, uh, all the sports. That's why we're wearing baseball units on the home opener day. Let's go. But they, and we're not going to figure out all of these things, Spence. Um, I, just, I just hope we, we have We might answers. get a starting quarterback by the end of spring, though. Sometimes they'll name the guy out of spring. You remember when Max Hall went up against, who was it, Brendan Gaskins and Cade Cooper in 2007? So then Cade's like, all right, I'm out. And then Brendan was... I'll be the backup, and I'll run down on some kickoffs randomly. There are, I think, I'm not kidding. I think there are nine quarterbacks in the room right now. Nine. Yeah. So when, when I Col- hear nine, I just heard the hear the German no. When Kalani says some guys are going to leave, for that, sure. Yeah. There. This is spring football is to help sort all of that out. But yeah. I believe there are nine. Nine. Nine guys yeah. in the quarterback room right now. So and, that is clearly – the quarterback position yes. is clearly headline number one and question number one. And it's like by nature of yes. the position yes. and what it means to BYU and football in general, that will be number one forever. Okay, and Aaron clarified what we thought was obvious, but now we know. Sometimes you just need that, right? That it's Bohannon versus Retzloff for the number one. And then the number three is a, a Fennigan Burton Borgay, the Western Michigan transfer, who's a walk-on, by What's the way. What's Nick Billups going to do? He's been in that room for two and a half years. He's not. He's built bar employee number one. I know that. He's moving but, positions, maybe? Well, I, he's not in the mix at three, apparently. Okay. And then what about, what about all the walk-on? I mean, there are three walk-on quarterbacks in there, too. Well, Borgay is walk-on, one of them. I mean, is yeah. there, are there four? Oh, man. Might be four. Okay. Like, there are a There's, bunch of guys there. Right. You bring in, you bring in uh, Lugo. No one Lugo, right? Um out of high school, and then you got yeah, you got uh, some some players. So, a guy like Lugo is is uh, a few years out. It's it's Gary. Don't call me Jerry, and uh, Jake. And let's see what they have, man. Because trust me, you're gonna walk out there and you're gonna think, hey, both these guys could start. And you're gonna look at Bohannon and be like, this guy looks like the guy. Here's so I'm excited I, to see who the guy is. I I can't help but think just maybe. I, I don't want it to be this way, but I can't help but think like. Maybe we're going to see both quarterbacks play in that first game against Southern Illinois. Like, I hope we don't that'd get be the, to that That'd be the that first point. time since, what, 2010 with Jake and Riley? Yeah. Both played. I, we're going. If you have two, you have none. I don't like it, but. I don't think we will. I think Aaron is not a two QB in this, like, planning on using two in the same game, guy. I hope I think not. he's a, you do one. That's what I think. All right, our question of the day. You've heard our questions, and there are several. Mine center <laughs> on, like, what's the status of all of the injured guys that are coming back that are supposed to be key contributors? Yeah. And then Dudes Jerem laid out his, his boots. Yes, like, That's what, what, we'll say today, what like, the hey, heck's wait a going on with all of those guys? What is the storyline that you are most interested in with BYU spring football beginning today? And you can talk about quarterbacks all you want. We excluded quarterbacks. That's obviously number one for us. You can go wherever you'd like. By the way, uh, I'm told Ben Bywater is still rehabbing. He's still rehabbing. Yeah. Okay. Get him healthy for the I mean, fall. And he had surgery in October. Get, so. Yeah, it's not been that long, right? No. Four months. Yeah. Okay, at two underscore six underscore SEMO answers, this year's basketball team has my attention. <laughs> yeah, still. Especially yeah. with what they did this week. Probably won't start looking forward to football until after the tournament run. 
Spring football will be Well, the tournament run will end till April. <laughs> in the yeah. final four. Yeah, uh-huh. throw all those blue goggles on. Hopefully, uh-huh. what lasts longer, spring football or BYU basketball through March? <laughs> We hope it's men's soups. Yeah, there no, there no. is a question. That'd be Hashtag great. BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram. Hey, we're talking about like four or five seeds. You've got to beat TCU then, uh, which is coming up Saturday Huge night, test. 8 Huge Eastern test. on BYU TV. BYU ready. we got the pregame for you. Big game against TCU, who's been in and out of the top 25 this year. Can they can they handle the emotional high, the, the coming down from the emotional high at Kansas and beat a really good TCU Challenge. team? Is the win at Kansas, speaking of, Better than the 2017 shocker at number one Gonzaga to Mm. end their perfect campaign. We'll ask a member of that BYU team. Eric Mika joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. We are live at Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And yes, spring football begins today, but we're going back to basketball and doing so on the heels of one of the greatest wins in BYU basketball history. The Cougars knocking off number seven, Kansas. A man who knows a thing or two about winning a big game is Eric Mika, who knocked off number one on the road and ended Gonzaga's perfect season. Eric, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. It's been a while. I, I'm always concerned you guys aren't going to call me back, but here we are. <laughs> you've, you've done enough to earn your way back onto the show, Eric. Uh, you've learned how easy awesome. it is to do Thank our you. job, right? You were an analyst on uh, a G League game the other day. Yeah, you know, Ben and I were talking um, before I hopped on the show, and, and he made a great point. He said, you just saw that Spencer and Jerem could do it, and you figured you could do it. And that honestly was my exact line of thinking. I'm like, this cannot be that hard. <laughs> it's it's not. It's uh, so easy. It's, oh, my it's gosh. So easy. Well, thanks it for coming on, actually, Eric. It was good to see you. It, 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 no, it is hard. It is hard. You have to be so, like, efficient and precise and concise with your words. And so I was exhausted. I also told Ben this, like, after the game, I like laid on the couch for a couple hours because I, I felt more tired than after I played sometimes. So maybe that speaks that's to, to some issues uh, of effort I have on the court. But yeah, I was exhausted. After post games, I'm always like, Spence, wrap up the interviews. I got to get to Chipotle. I got to get my chips and queso. And I got to just chill and like watch a TV show and decompress. And sometimes yeah. I make that. Spence, sometimes I don't. I would like to get my chips and queso. But there's really good content in the post game that you get to, great interviews and whatnot. But, yeah, it takes a sec. Okay, let's talk about BYU's win at Kansas, bro. Are you kidding me? How did BYU pull this off in Crazy. a game that Spencer went to? I mean, I, I just think Pope Pope is the coach of the year, man. Like, he, he just he knows how to get it done. You know, you think to all the success he's had, wherever he's been, you know, he did this. He overachieved at UVU, you know, a couple of years ago when, when COVID shut the team down. I mean, they were they were poised to do – some really amazing things in the NCAA tournament. They were built really, really well. And, and I don't know. I, I'm just a huge fan of Pope. I'm a huge fan of the way these guys are playing right now, the confidence they're playing with. And like we talked about, uh, I think at the beginning of the of the Big 12, when they picked up their first win, they have momentum right now. And momentum in, in February, March is, is everything. Eric, I think a lot of fans are wondering, how does a BYU team that lost to Oklahoma State and Kansas State recently when they were favorites 
go on the road and beat number seven Kansas when they are a clear underdog. What, what would you say to those fans and how would you explain how that happens with this team? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the locker room, so obviously I don't know the, the intricacies of, of how things are working in there, but from the outside looking in, it, it's a mindset. It means that these guys mentally are very strong and very equipped with what it takes to, to go deep uh, in the NCAA tournament and, and what it takes to, to, you know, have a long season, right? Um, so whatever they're doing in the locker room, whatever they're doing, I think supplementary to, to, to the on-court preparation, you know, mentally they're, they're locked in and they have some real fortitude that they showed because two games that they lost that, you know, happen, right? No one, no one's going to hold it against them. It's a tough league. They're teams that have, that have shown, um, you know, moments of, of being good teams as well. It's not like, you know, Kansas State, it's not like they're coached by some nobody. Like, they're, they're a good team, and, and they have good players that were highly touted when they came out of high school. So, you know, I think, I think it's, a, it's a mentality, and I think it shows that they've got some real mental toughness and some real, real mental giants in their locker room that they're able to just brush that one off, let it roll off their back, and, and on to the next one. And frankly, the, there was more good from the Kansas win than there was, like, bad from the losses, if that makes sense. Like, it right. was worth it right. to win that game if the cost was that you lose, uh, lost both those games. Now, ideally, you just don't lose those games and you get the Kansas win. But yeah. it's, uh, BYU, BYU isn't, like, a top five team in the country right now. They're top 20, I think. But let's go. Okay, people have been asking and wondering where this – win ranks in BYU history among the great road wins. Put out a poll on uh, uh, the night after uh, the win, right? And number one, Gonzaga, 2017, won with 55% against Kansas, against San Diego State, 2011. And then I put in number two, UCLA in 1981. That was right after Danny Ainge uh, had graduated into the next season. It's still one. Is it still the, the fans think it's Woo. the best? Do you feel like it is the best road win in BYU history? Listen, I, I, I do. It, it's like a two-part answer, yes and no. It's kind of like a well, yes slash tie. Yes, because I think, you know, we spoiled Gonzaga. Gonzaga's perfect season. You know, they're, they're 29 and 0. They had newspapers printed. I just talked about this on my podcast. You know, they had, I, I, I even found the, pod, the, the newspaper that said 30 and 0. You know, history's been made. And, you know, so we had all that. It was their senior night at their place. Um, I don't know what what uh, we were expected to lose by, but we were definitely, you know, expected to lose. We were down 20 to start. So, I I don't know. I think it's the greatest single game, but I've told people this before. There's a reason they chanted NIT at us after the game. The student <laughs> section, they were, you know, they were salty. They were, <laughs> they, were, they were mad that they were right, you know, that we went to the NIT. So, the implications, you know, for the season in general weren't nearly as big as this win last night. Not that, you know, our guys weren't going to the dance uh, if they didn't get this win against Kansas, but I think this locks them in at a really, really good spot and, and shows that we're a dangerous team. So that's why I say it's a, it's a tie because it's a huge win. You know, the first time ever going, that's a historic uh, arena. Everyone talks about the atmosphere being, you know, maybe the best in college basketball and we go in and steal the first one. I mean, that that's pretty cool. So it's a it's a yes slash tie. Eric, the national impact was felt with BYU's stunner, shocker, whatever word you want to use at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And 
Joe Lunardi just bumped BYU from a seven seed back up onto the five seed line after that one victory. Again, a major victory, but jumps BYU two full seed lines. So the Cougars now a projected five seed. Is that fair based on the body of work, or do you feel like BYU still has some work to do to secure and feel good about being a five seed? I, I mean, I think that's fair. I, I don't see them. You guys were talking about this before I came on. I don't see them slipping um, really either way, unless some crazy things happen. But this is a crazy league. This is a, you know, a crazy time of year. Tomorrow is March. They call it March Madness for a reason. Like, you really don't know. And and so, like I said, I, I, I'm very confident in our guys after getting a, a win like this, after a couple of letdown losses. Um that they're gonna they're gonna come out swinging. They're they're not thinking about oh what if we slip. They're thinking oh what if we move up one. What if we go get a four seed. What if we go win the Big Twelve tournament. Like it, it it's really anybody's conference as we've seen. You know. And the other thing to consider is what if we do what we're expected to do, supposed to do, maybe overachieve a little bit in these last couple games. And what if other teams don't? You know. Like what if it? Uh, I don't I don't know everyone's schedule obviously, but what if a Kansas State does what they do to do against us and they beat a Kansas, you know what I mean? Or, or they beat a Iowa state or we go and, and beat Iowa state again. Um, you know, I, I like that matchup after watching this the first time. So you really just don't know. And, and I'm sure that that is that the message is let's just keep being us, keep staying locked in and let's go climb higher. You know, they're not worried about slipping. It's, it's at least a five seed. Eric Mika with us on BYU Sports Nation. We appreciate the time to catch up. And for your fair commentary on both games. You know, you're not one of those guys just like, oh, clearly it was what we did. Who cares what those guys? No, you, you, I thought you were fair to the situation. That's props to you, man. You're learning, right? You've, you've been through this. And now. I yeah. T. I, and I, <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, I, I, I'm not an idiot. I know how Twitter works, so I can't just give... I can't just give a one-off, you know, a one-sided answer. Uh, I'm going to keep it, you know, a little bit both sides. I love it. Hey, I know people want to hear from you, and you got a great thing going with the new podcast. How can they find it? Where do they find it? Yeah, you find it wherever you find your, your podcasts. Um, most people are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, we're also on Instagram, at NowForLaterPod. Um, the podcast is called Now For Later. Um, you type that in, you're going to find it. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. We had Alicia Clark, um, three-time WNBA champion. She's currently playing with the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, she came by and her episode dropped uh, two days ago. And it, it, I mean, it's awesome. If you're a sports fan, you got to listen. I like sports. Yes, yes, yeah. I do. I, I'll add my name to that conversation. I hope. I hope. <laughs> All right. He is uh, NBA G League color analyst, whatever you want to call it now, color commentator, uh, Eric Mika with us on BYU Sports Nation. Also, pretty good guy. Happy Leap Year Day, by the way, too. Thank you. Thank right, you. It's, uh, it's a big, it's deal a in big your day in our house. So yeah, I, know. I appreciate that. <laughs> yep. yeah. Good to yep. talk to you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. See you, brother. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's good to see you. That's hilarious that Gonzaga was chanting NIT at BYU after that. I, I never realized that. Because BYU lost to UT Arlington big. Oh, that. That, was, that was like the most disappointing sort of end of the regular season. I don't even remember what BYU did in the WCC. They tournament. got blown out by St. Mary's then, I think by 31. Then losing at home to UT Arlington. Yeah. And, then, and then Eric bounces. It was like, what just happened? A couple weeks ago, we just beat Gonzaga. Now we feel weird about this. That 2017 
team was very talented. A little young, right? Yep. But uh, incredible win, man. <sighs> hey, check out BYU Basketball with Mark Pope tonight. Not sure they're going to have much to talk about. 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app, the big win at Kansas. And then they preview both TCU and Iowa State games because guess what? Iowa State is on next Wednesday. Wow, is it really that soon? My gosh. Yeah, right back to work for BYU. Hey, lots of Lenardi up next. BYU's leap in his latest bracketology. And is he fully buying the Big 12 or a team just gaming the net? <laughs> this is BYU Sports Gaming Nation. the net. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social. We're on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Happy Leap Year Day. Uh, let's get to today's headlines on February 29th. I didn't know that. So you just mentioned. Do they count? Um, do they count? Do these even count? ESPN's Joe Lenardi has BYU as a five seed in his latest bracketology after the Cougars upset win over number seven Kansas up from a seven seed. BYU currently 10 in net, 15 in Ken Palm. Cougars host TCU Saturday, pregame 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU spring football practices begin today. The Cougars will hold the first of 15 practices between today and Saturday, March 30th. Is spring football going to be over before BYU basketball is? Mm. We really need to discuss that. Well, BYU is going to the NCAA tournament, so, uh, you know, harder games. If they were in the NIT, perhaps they'd keep going. But uh, <laughs> let's hope they make Final Four for the first time. So. Women's basketball beat Houston last night, 64-54. On senior night, Lauren Gustin had 19-17, and 17, her 28th double-double this season. Sister Kaylee Wilson had 16 points on four three-pointers, going to 16-14, 6-11 in league. Regular, regular season finale at number three, Texas. Hi, Shaley, who lost to Oklahoma last night. BYU football stars, former players now, Keaton Slovis, Kingsley Suomataia, and Ryan Rico continue in their participation at the NFL Combine. Today, Slovis doing his general medical exam and broadcast interviews. Suomataia and Rico have the NFLPA meeting and day two of team interviews. Baseball hosts former WCC foe Gonzaga at 5 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. For the home opener in game one of a three-game series at Miller Park. We're so juiced, we're wearing baseball juice. Mm -hmm. BYU 2-5 and five on the year, Gonzaga 1-6. Luke Anderson will join us in the next segment to preview it. Hopefully he hits three home runs again. Luke. BYU softball back on the road playing four games at the Capital Classic in Sacramento, California. Beating today with a double header against Sacramento State and UC Davis. Cougars 12-3 on the season. It's 1-1, middle of the third right now against uh, Sac State. Men and women's swim and dive continues day two of competition in the Big 12 Championships. Day one highlighted by Jordan Tiffany. Mickey Strauss, who earned all Big 12 first team honors, broke school records. Tiffany in the 200 individual medley. Strauss in the one meter dive on the women's side. Haley Williams, not the Paramore singer. Reagan Geldmacher earned all Big 12 second team honors. Williams in the 50 free, Geldmacher in the 500 free. Day three continues today. And BYU women's tennis opening up Big 12 play at UCF today in Orlando. Long road trip. BYU currently ranked 45th in the country. UCF ranked 59th because, you know, tennis rankings, they go up to like 100. I love it. Or maybe even higher. I don't Let's know. Go. The Cougars are 8-1 and one this season. Hey, top 50 team. Let's whip it. Well, what's their net? Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk 
your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Does tennis have a net ranking? What's the RPI? Multiple reports have the college football playoff committee talking about a 14-team playoff model. 14? That would grant three automatic qualifiers to the Big Ten and SEC, two automatic qualifiers to the Big 12 and ACC, okay. one to a G5, and three at-large teams. Do you like this better than the 12 team? No. I think 14 is a super weird number. Yeah. If you're going to go to 14, why would you not just well, push it to 16? Tight end, right? You know, just like straight up. Like, if you're going to 14, go to like, go to 16. It's way easier to navigate that way. Why do we need a certain amount of AQs? You'll just earn them. You don't, exactly. I when, think you it's get a that, when you get that many. I think it's just power play 100% by the SEC. 100% it is. Like, well, we want to have the most because we, we're the best. You'll we deserve get, the most. You'll get the most. You'll, no one's arguing you're naturally. the top two. You'll earn it naturally. But, Spence, would it be good for the Big 12 to automatically have multiple automatic qualities? Qualifiers because there will be years in the 12 team where I'm I don't know that there will be a second Big 12 team. We certainly hope that there's two or three bids, but there's no guarantee. Here's the thing though: what if what if the Big 12, the, the two teams that play in the Big 12 championship game, the, the team that loses is ranked 23rd? I don't want that team in the playoff. It's like, well, it's good for the conference. No, no, I don't want that team playing in the 12 team playoff if, if they're not one of the 12 to 14 best teams in the country. Well, that's not how it works, because if you win the conference title, you're in. I understand that. Well, how would the second automatic qualifier work then if the Big 12 was granted that? How does that, how is that even determined? Is it just like the, It'll the, be by the, the two best teams? The, is it the top ranked teams remaining? Based on the college football playoff that, that rankings? That already get the AQ. And AQs host home games, by the way. Yeah, I don't. So, so like, you could, you could have Georgia lose the Big 12, uh, sorry, <laughs> they're in the SEC, the Big, the SEC title game, be number four and have to play uh, a home game in round one while TBD, second best team in the SEC, gets that by. But most teams are not going with you like, you win the division, you show up in the title game now. It's a little different. I just think 12 that- 12 teams gonna be hard enough to get used to. Why, 14's not gonna happen, bro. 12 teams is plenty, 12 teams, that would be plenty for the college football play. It'd be, it'd be fun. I like 16, though. I like it, the first. It opens BYU's window a little more I to think make that one. Day. If you're a top four team, you deserve a buy. Like, that's that's it's well earned. If you 16, are 16, you don't three, need four. any buys. You just got to win four more games. Well, I just, I, I it, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think are, it's too many. Let's start the season in many. July, and then we'll finish by 12 is great. And guess what? Like, are we really complaining at the, the, there are as a team that's ranked right around 11 to 13. Like, well, we didn't get in. And, uh, That'll be the crux uh, of the conversation next year. Is no, I don't care who gets in at the end. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten are all good. Okay, we're good. Like it, it would stink. Yeah, and I know that it could affect a team like BYU, and we'd be like, oh, they deserve to be in. How often in the Big 12 is BYU going to be making a 12-team playoff? It's going to be hard, man. Once a decade, maybe have a good enough team to do so. If it's 16, you increase your opportunity. There. I, I, for yeah. that point, I would like a 16 team playoff. Yeah, no, the 14? No. You're going to go to 14, go to 16. Let's just do it. Okay. Hey, make it, uh, make it uh, 96. All right, like let's, the, just uh, do it. let's just do it. Let's make it happen. Baseball teams. opens up home play today. It's afternoon, three Mountain Time, five Eastern Time on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio, baby. Luke Anderson is here. And uh, are those Luke Anderson highlights that we're watching? Yeah, right Luke, they look good, right? Hey, it looks really you good. Look, you look good, bro. We head over to the Cougar Council Room after this for our conversation. Stay with us. Hair looking good, too. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk. 
your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. B. We're ready for baseball, bro. February baseball in Provo. Well, because BYU of a leap because of a leap Kalani year. Otherwise, Mark Pope, no house to win. 09 home home game. Listen, oh, if BYU loses game the game, game, just strike it from the record. It doesn't count. Doesn't even count. Because it was on a leap year. So Solar we'll go ahead and wipe that one away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, joining us now is one of the BYU baseball stars, Luke Anderson, is back on the show. Luke, welcome up, back Luke? to BYU Sports Nation. Glad to be back. Look at this well-groomed mustache. It's blonde, <laughs> so you can barely see it, but uh, it's it's early in the season. You got to you gotta grow one out, right? Yeah. I had it dyed before the season, but then Did I, you really? I just shaved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing back. It's growing back. You dyed it? Yeah. Like, Blonde, you can't even see it. Uh, That's what I'm so saying. I had to yeah. dye it, yeah. It's all good. You're looking right. like Corey Snyder in the 80s here. <laughs> the way you did. Looking good, man. Uh, you, uh, you're going to be hitting like Corey. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that. Listen, uh, I know it's it's always tough to start. Seven games on the road. Um, you're away from home for a long time. Like that, that is a challenge for these spring sports, especially baseball and softball. But what does it mean to be home and to be you know sleeping in your own bed and hosting a February home game at Miller Park. It's nice. Um, it's always ideal to play at home, you know. Um, seven games on the road to start the season, like everyone's like a little uptight, so it's it's always going to be um, a little rough. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not really worried. We're at home, three games, so it should be fun. How was Sloan Park, home of the uh, Cubs in spring training? Oh, it was un- unbelievable. One of the nicest fields I've ever played on. Did you get a picture with the uh, little Wrigley sign and everything? No, I should have though. You were busy playing baseball. You got video. You got video of of you self playing. Surely that counts for something, right? Even though you didn't get a picture. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, okay, Gonzaga in town. Familiar foe. Mm-hmm. Uh, how different are they from uh, the the squad you played the last couple of years? Um, I'm not really sure. I know they got a. They had a lot of players leave, transfer. Um, I think they, for the most part. Um, the pitchers are the same, but the lineup looks a little different, so we'll see how they are. It's like, hey, who's our first non-conference uh, uh, home games as a Big 12? Oh, it's the homies from Spokane. <laughs> what, are you, what are you uh expecting and hoping for, obviously, to uh, play well uh, this weekend against Gonzaga? Um, just hoping offense, you know, we put some runs up on the board for our pitchers. Our pitchers have done unbelievable this year, I think. Um, a little better than last year, <laughs> for sure. Um, so we just need the offense to just turn it up a little bit. You may have just answered my question because I was going to follow that up with, okay, through seven games, what does BYU baseball, as far as an identity goes, do best right now? Um, I would say our, our pitchers from last year have, have been unbelievable. And from the fall, I would say for the hitters um, – we are really good at putting the ball in play, and the first seven games have been a little rough at that. Like, we've been striking out a little too much. But our chase rate's down. Like, we have 18% chase rate, which is actually unbelievable. So we're just missing balls in the zone, and if we can figure that out, we'll be, we'll be really good. What's a good rate? Just, just to add some context to that. Under 20%. So 18%, it's really good. And would like, chase rate be you're, you're going after a ball outside the zone? Outside the zone, okay. yeah. Swinging outside the zone. But our swing and miss rate in the zone is, like, above 40%. So. Okay. So that's where yeah. you're looking for improvement, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Did you use all the runs you were hoping for in game one against UC Davis? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he scored 20. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> 20 runs. I don't think we scored 20 runs, Ross, here. So 20, was, 20 is incredible. Game. We've seen some great performances the last few years. That was up there. Game ones, you guys have been money, right? Game yeah. one, you win. You mm-hmm. beat, uh, what, SC? 
And then you win game one against UC Davis. So today's guaranteed victory, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come out and play hard, but we just got to put everything together. What What is it about sort of uh, today's game that makes it unique or fun, given that, hey, you're a Big 12 team and you're at home for the first time ever, and it's February. Those those are unique kind of things with this game, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we'll be a little more relaxed just being at home um, for sure. And it's just a good – we have a lot of new kids on this team. I think more than half of our roster is new, so. Did you have Hi, My Name Is badges in the fall to just introduce each other? Should have, yeah. <laughs> like, it took a little bit for everyone to get to know each other. Like, I don't – I didn't know anyone's names like two weeks in, so. But it was – it's good, and that's the fun part about it. You get to meet new people, play with new kids. It's awesome. Luke Anderson is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's the biggest challenge making the transition from the West Coast Conference to the Big 12? And how has that impacted your preparation from last season to now seven games in? Um, the Big 12 Conference, it's arguably one of the best. I mean, SEC is legit, ACC is legit, but Big 12 is top two, top three. So coming from the West Coast Conference, it'll, it's a, definitely a big jump. A lot of uh, really good players because – Everyone loves to go to the big schools for baseball. And so it's, it's going to be really fun. Um, I'm excited. But our preparation, um, like I said, we've been trying to like do more stuff like attacking the zone. Um, we got a lot of new good pitchers, obviously. So that should help us out a lot. What did you personally work on in the offseason for this year? Um, for me, my, sw like, my swing a lot. Um, I got a big leg kick, so I had to, like, try to tone it down a little bit. Okay. That, Are we talking, like, Bryce Harper big leg kick It's It's up there. It really is. And um, so I've been trying to control that because I struck out a lot last season, but I also was able to put the ball in play a lot. So just toning it down a little bit, trying to control it with my uh, body. Who's your big league comp? Hmm. Like team or Player. Player. Rafael Devers. I like that. Red Sox. Red like Sox that. fan. You're a Red Sox fan? Yeah. So you had to pick a Red Sox guy? Is that how that have works? Have to, yeah. Okay, very nice. Have like to. That. Do you have any superstitions? I, I ask this to every baseball player. Are you a baseball player? Yeah. Do you have any, like, <laughs> okay, do you have crazy superstitions? superstitions? Yeah. No, I don't have any, like, Oh, crazy. you're the one that doesn't. I love no, it. No, I don't have any crazy ones. I really... I, what are the not crazy ones? I like to take the same – if we win, I like to take the same route to the field. Okay. What, what route is that? It's the back way through – back way <laughs> through Provo because I live – Oh, in you're talking streets. Yeah. Like I, home. Yeah, I live, home. In, I live in Vineyard, so I don't like to go on university. Too many lights and people. Yeah. So I like to take the back way through uh, Provo. So after a win, like – Center just Street, to get the right Geneva. Mindset. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. You're going by the temple now on the way <laughs> out there. I like. All that. right, that qualifies as a superstition. Okay, we'll call it mild. It's just superstition. Sure. We'll call it. We'll call it mild. Yeah. It's a stition. <laughs> just a little stition. Yeah, he's a little yeah, stition. Words like Michael I don't have Scott. Any big ones. Yeah. All right, Luke. Uh, most importantly, let's give you some BYU Sports Station karma as you open up a three-game series against Gonzaga. Okay, maybe Good luck, you'll, man. Maybe you'll hit three home runs in a game again. Who knows? Hopefully. I'll okay. take a homer. I'll take that, and then we'll go build off that. I just know you're going to be yeah. great because yeah. you were on the show and you got the karma. Yeah. So enjoy. Thank you. And contrary to popular belief, he does have a mustache. If we can see it, it's right here. Luke, have fun today. I need to dye that Thank thing. You. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Luke. Okay, BYU Baseball, check it out. A little earlier today, soaking up that sunshine, 5 Eastern, 3 Mountain Local on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And BYU Radio.
Up next, a must-see senior night moment oh. from BYU women's basketball. Amazing. This is incredible. Don't miss it. We're back with more BYUSN after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps to listen to the pod, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, what is the storyline you are most interested in with BYU spring football beginning today? Mm. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes in from at Travis underscore Tingy who says, it has to be which of the six returned missionaries have put down an entire bucket of protein since they have been home and look football ready. Is it Nathan Hoke, Sione Ingano? Is it Dallin Havea, Jovesa Damuni, Dominic McKenzie, or Pokai Haunga? At running back. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We're going to see. Maybe it's uh, uh, Pokai because you talked about it, it him. Could, it could be. Aaron Roderick mentioned Aaron him. Roderick is excited about him, so we'll see. All right, today's rise and shout out. Awesome, by the way. <laughs> Presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. After the women's basketball game, Kaylee Smiley's mom and dad and family surprised her. The men did the haka, oh. and it was super emotional. A haka is a sacred war dance from the Maori, right? There are different versions of it with different cultures, but... The Maori are very famous for it with the New Zealand All Blacks, of course, rugby. Very cool moment, emotional. Uh, I, you know, I saw one myself in 2009 with Steve St. Pierre from Wayne Tadafiti with BYU Men's Rugby that just had me in tears. Super emotional, very cool for Kaylee Smiler. Shout out to Lauren Gustin in her final, at least regular season home game. If BYU makes the WNIT, they could yeah. play a home game again in Provo. She didn't know her parents were going to be there. Isn't Let alone cool? this haka was it's going to happen. It's a long, expensive flight from New Zealand. So dad's leading cool the haka. Mom joins her after. Like, wow. I mean, you can tell why the emotions just poured over for sure. Pretty awesome. Incredible. All right, thanks to today's guests, Eric Mika and Luke Anderson. Sorry to Dennis. No time. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Mike Rucker. He's beginning his baseball career with a new team. We'll see you tonight for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Go Cougs. <laughs>